Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to the uh, Uber Neuro podcast. Uh, I have a really exciting guest with me today. I'll introduce him to you in a minute. Uh, but just a quick heads up on what Uber Neuro is about. Uh, a few months ago, my son was diagnosed with autism. And to inspire him uh, to face life's challenges head on, uh, I wanted to create a marker, a line in the sand, and get lots of interesting people who also have met similar neurodiversity challenges head on uh, into interviews uh, to find out uh, the challenges they faced, how they coped with them, and where they are now, and how they've thrived and survived despite or because of their neurodiversity. Um, my, my objective ultimately is to create a catalogue of fantastic interviews with people from the world of business, sports, uh, science, all fields, uh, to show anybody out there with any neurodiversity that it's not the challenge that defines you, it's what you do next that defines you. And joining me uh, on what is the first recording of Uber Neuro, so it's a very exciting uh, moment in time, uh, is a fantastic guest, uh, Darren Gavin. Darren, hello. Hello. Uh, Thank you for being my first guest. This is exciting stuff. Uh, of course, not, this isn't live. No one's going to watch this live. But um, if they have questions before we even uh, get going, if they have any questions, they'll post comments and things like that. But do you want to give a quick shout out to the primary way, our primary social network you exist on so that people can get in touch and find out more about you? Yeah, so I'm on pretty much every social network, but I'm primarily on Facebook. I'm of that age group of Facebook. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so you can find me, Darren Galvin, CEO of Expert Apps. Excellent, and we'll tag you in everywhere, of course. Um, all right, well, look, without further ado, Darren, I know we had a really good uh, chat before, um, and I think it's really something worth noting that, um, I think it's an auspicious start to the podcast because we were chatting about how you're not officially diagnosed uh, and, and whether that has any bearing. And I think that's hugely relevant. So before we even go to you and ask you about the challenges you faced, etc., I just want to make it clear that most people aren't diagnosed, I would surmise. Um, I, I'm sure I have a neurodiversity of one variety or another. My brain is certainly different. And in fact, by definition, all of our brains are neurodiverse. Neurotypical is a very, very uh, loosely defined, and frankly, to this layman's mind, very insubstantiated uh, you know, set of typical behaviors, which I'm sure no single human actually adheres to. So in the spirit of all of us being neurodiverse, and in the full knowledge that you're not typically diagnosed, uh, tell us, Darren, what challenges you faced over the course of your life that, that give you the, the confidence to say, I've got a, a different yeah. brain wiring to everybody else? Yeah, great question. Um, and I, I guess when you say about different brain wiring, I, that's only recently I've, uh, I've come to accept and acknowledge that. Um, for all of my life, I've lived this, uh, this way of life. So even down to being in school, I now reflect back on it. Um, and my concentration levels were... Uh, very very poor in school um, which obviously I was naturally considered to be a troublemaker someone who didn't care someone who wasn't interested in getting my exams but the truth was I just wanted to get to the next thing um, I, I remember uh, CDT it was called craft design technology I remember really clearly I used to get myself in a lot of bother because 
when it was craft design technology time, they would spend in the class probably about 15 to 20 minutes drawing out five milliliter lines around the piece of paper and then some borders to write your name and the project title. And you had to do it in a 0.2 pencil and it had to be precise. And I used to sit, the person next to me, I remember looking at their work going, wow, how did you do that? When all I wanted to do was just get a ruler, go down quickly, get it done, and then get on with the job in hand. I recognize as being the, the person I am. Now, obviously, at the time, you don't see how challenging that's going to be to your life because obviously, you instead of getting an A for getting all that amazing work done, um, it doesn't matter how good the idea is in the middle. If you haven't done all that, you'll still get ungraded or you know, D, E, F, whatever. And that's, um, that's affected me through, throughout my life, but it's also had a knock-on effect because when you believe you're rubbish at something, you will continue to uh, feel rubbish at something, in my view. And until you learn and accept that whatever your um, condition, way of life, your brain wiring, whatever that might be, um, is a gift, and until you accept that, I don't think things change. So challenges from school led on to later on in life to the point where I left school with no exams, didn't even sit the exams. Um, I loved working. I just wanted to work. I wanted to get involved and, you know, I wanted to wash cars. I didn't want to be sitting down with paperwork, just the way I was. But I was always inventing something, always looking for new ways to do things. So exams just weren't my thing. Obviously, that's had a knock-on impact on my life, straight into factories from working, um, from, from leaving school, working in more early morning greengrocers, moving into factories. So in answer to your question, that's the impact it's had. It's been a knock-on effect all the way through. Then starting a business and spending over 10 years in business whereby I was not succeeding because I didn't have the education and the knowledge that I needed in order to drive me forward. That's amazing. I mean, thank you so much for sharing that, Darren. One thing that really struck me there, and I think there's a real thread here that certainly I relate to, and I'm sure my son relates to, and I'm sure lots of other people, certainly at school age, relate to. And that is that if you're not good at something, and if the system is telling you it's you, there's something wrong with you, the, the, the value you hold in it and the joy you take in it is gone. There's no value. There's no joy. So what do you do? You stop doing it. And, and I think we lose so many, therefore, we lose so many people to the discipline route where people are either disciplined out of a situation, whether it's work or school. But also, psychologically, you know, I think people are just automatically forced to switch off from even continuing to try. Mm-hmm. because they know it's not going to work so they just kind of kind of uh, sod it you know just move on whereas actually a tiny bit of presence of mind of the people around that person would enable them to get over the hurdle and actually of course it's a surmountable there wasn't anything we ever did in school that couldn't be taught better that couldn't be communicated better mm-hmm. patiently with understanding of the various ways our brains work that would have got us to effective i know plenty i know i know so many people with uh, a neurodiversity who have degrees and that's mm-hmm. obviously a factor of uh, how lucky they were the school they were in the specific teachers they had any other support mechanisms um and but for everybody else of course we just like you said it's a gift that you start to leverage um some people don't think 
neurodiversity is a gift. There's a, a strong reaction to the movement, but I personally believe that my son is perfect as he is and ultimately the way he thinks and indeed the way you think Darren is what makes you and it makes you different it makes you unique it makes you disruptive to a certain industry or whatever challenge you face um so thanks for all of that mm -hmm. so what happened I, next I, I think oh go ahead no so I was just going to say in terms of the the gift um it's I, I believe everyone's a gift in their own way um you know they have a gift in whatever that is and and that's what I mean when when you actually find that and recognize it and accept it um I think that's where things do start to change because um when you're understanding this you're taking away from what you're conditioned to believe um through your upbringing or whatever that you're you know your your disruptive behavior um in terms of the way that your concentration is whatever it might be um is deemed wrong so that's the you know that's the that's the realism of life a lot of people get it deemed wrong now it's getting better it is getting better and people are starting to understand more but once you recognize it's a gift you you're not not the condition you you're the gift once you recognize that i believe that that's when you can suppress and put that put away all that stuff that you've learned that may be negative and focus on you moving forward i agree so it's an acceptance of this is who i am this is what i've got let's go so so how did you how did you i mean when that realization occurred i mean it must have been incredibly relieving actually hmm. so i know when my son was diagnosed um up until the diagnosis he was desperate to know what was different about him and the minute he was diagnosed actually it's felt like a fantastic, uh, a fantastic liberation for him. He now knows a bit about himself mm -hmm. and get on with the rest of his life. So he can kind of part it and say, right, well, that's a bit of me that I now know about. Mm -hmm. How did you, what happened next? How did you cope with the challenge? I mean, it's, you know, you're an entrepreneur, you've got a family, a business, not probably multiple businesses, I'm not even sure. You know, how do you cope with the attention challenge? Well, it's, it's a funny thing you should say there about multiple businesses. So I used to be a multiple business owner, which sounds really successful. <laughs> but um, when you're a multiple business owner and you're living a life like I live, which is like you need to do the next best thing, you need to do the next best thing, you need to do the next best thing. Like it's constantly, that's what your life is like. You never actually get anything done. Um, so that was my way of life. Um, and I didn't know at the time that this was the, the problem uh, as a whole was the fact that I was living with this constant need to improve, not necessarily me, but everything. Like my brain cannot stop thinking about anything to, to make something better. I could walk out of this room and I would find something that I need to make better. Um, what, what's different now is that I've got more control over it because I recognize, um, I recognize the negative impact it's had on my life in where I've done uh, where I've done these things but also I've learned how to control it and the way I've learned to control it is focus um, I, I as you say I'm undiagnosed so I have no idea what's going on in my head but what I do know is that I feel very different from others um, I feel the first thing that when you're in any situation where you feel different from others whether that be in the mind in the way of life your beliefs um, whatever that might be I believe that surrounding yourself with like-minded people is essential. Like there's no doubt in my mind that that has to happen. So in terms of what happened next, that's exactly what happened to me. I lived the life, obviously I'm 37 now. So up until 
35, 36, um, I was still Darren Galvin, just jumping all over the place, not had a focus, um, and didn't realize that actually I do have a gift and be proud of that. Um, in fact, what I also believed all those years was that I was just a failure. And I kept trying to prove myself more and more and more that I wasn't a failure. And that just became um, a big challenge. So what happened next for me was I found like-minded people. Um, and in my case, that's entrepreneurs, like people that are constantly driven to, to look for the next best thing, to succeed, to think all the time, to want to work all the time. And that really helped me because that put life into perspective for me. So that was a big start to, to the journey ahead. Amazing. And indeed, that's how we met, of course, through the uh, Expert Empires uh, community. Uh, so quick shout out there to Mr. Nick James. Well done. This is because of you. Um, so, okay, amazing. So surrounding yourself with like-minded people uh, and you know, feeding off the positive and negative of that, learning from them but also being inspired and assisted by them to cope and do things differently. Okay, that's amazing, Darren. So give us a quick update. So a year on, a year or two on from the beginning of that journey, realisation into surrounding yourself with lots of people, uh, where are you now? Oh, I mean, you know, I'm certainly not going to complain. Life is in a really good place. Um, and again, going back to surrounding myself with right people, it is uh, not just the people, but it's the education. So I've put a lot of time and money into my education. Um, and I'm not talking uh, qualifications, GCSEs, you know, A-levels. I'm talking um, real high quality education in what I needed to do to move forward, mentorship. Um, so it's like a realization of whole life. I wish I had done it sooner. Um, and, and I, I, I took the mentorship on board. I've listened and I've done, I go against the grain of what my mind is trying to tell me to do sometimes. Um, I can't solve the world's problems as much as my brain wants to. And we created you know, a world-class app business. Um, it was all, it was just a, a, a punt, whether or not it could work, a punt that cost me like tens of thousands, nearly 50,000s worth of debt. Um, on credit cards, high interest credit cards. So we're out of that now. Um, we built a seven figure app business. We're just turning into our second year. Um, but aside from that, we're now having an impact on other people's lives with our apps. We, we're able to give people the opportunity to you know, be financially free and actually to enjoy their life and enjoy their jobs, um, which I think is crazy if you don't really i think if you're going to spend that much time in your life um working you've just got to enjoy every moment of it it brings me to people like you al where um my work this is my work i'm at work now but like it's great i'm having a podcast with al tepper you know it's brilliant so it's this is what it's all about for me so yeah in terms of where we are now yes it's great the the business is growing um, it's grown very well. We're financially stable. That's all brilliant. But more is a way of life for me now. I, I'm really happy in, um, in what I do. And, and all that stuff that went on all those years gone by. Um, and, and, you know, I speak to your son here now. He's a young lad. Um, I remember being 13 myself. Um, and it was a very, very difficult place for me to be. Um, it's, it's not, you know, put any 
any diagnosis aside or any undiagnosis aside, being 13 these days is hard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it really is. Absolutely. Like, it's really, really challenging. Um, so what I would say to your son is that, you know, focus on the future. Um, don't worry too much about what the future looks like right now. Just take every day as it comes and just know that um, one day your path is going to go whatever direction um, and you've got control of that path. So learn from really good people. Um, and when I say good, I'm talking about good in terms of, yeah, actually good in terms of values. Stick with your values, have people around you. But also good in terms of like, look, they've done it. They've gone through the headache of it and they're actually making something of their lives. Um, and they've taken a few risks and let them fail as well. Go for the people that have failed. Don't hide from them, you know, go for it. Amazing. Well, I know, I know for a fact, my son said to me earlier, Dad, uh, when are you doing the podcast? Because I looked and I hadn't seen an update. And I said, well, funnily enough, uh, I've got a, a podcast interview with today. So I'm sure he will listen and I'm sure he will uh, provide feedback being a 13-year-old who has the internet at his fingertips and therefore knows everything, of course. Um, <laughs> Darren, I can't thank you enough. I, I, I didn't know how this podcast was going to go overall as a series. Uh, but if this is what the start is like, um, I'm really excited for what the future holds. I think it's been amazing. I think I've learned a lot um, uh, about you and about neurodiversity in general, and I hope everyone listening has as well. Um, do you want to throw in a quick URL shout out for your business, just because that seems the right thing to do? Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, expertapps.online is, uh, is our business. And as I say, it's having a huge impact on people's lives. We, we license our technology to all sorts of, uh, of people and all sorts of backgrounds and hobbies, um, interests. Just go and have a look at that. It's well worth having a look at. Um, but also, you know, you can contact me through there. Um, and you know, if, if you're having challenges in your life, um, then by all means, reach out because we've, we've all had them. Um, and I can, if anything, I could point you in the right direction of some really high quality communities that you can join um, that, that will be right for you. But, but I would say on a, on a final note, that's one of the biggest pieces of advice I can give anyone. And please, you know, whatever it is, um, you're, again, it doesn't have to necessarily be um, brain related, uh, mind related. It could be just um, your choices, the way of life, the, the way you want to lead your life in comparison to others, your beliefs, your religion. Whatever it is, go and find people that are like-minded with you. They will support you and guide you. And I put money on the fact that majority of them will have gone through the same as you and they will be there to guide you and help you. Just like this podcast is, you know, I can see a great future in this podcast for you, Al, because I can see exactly what you're going to achieve with it. Amazing, Darren. And we'll make sure we get all those links in there as well. I think what you're doing is incredible and a testament to, uh, you know, uh, determination regardless of what one faces um thank you so much uh, anybody who's listening um uh please do engage on social we are uber neuro everywhere so that's from uber neuro.com that's u b u uh i forgot how to spell uber u b e r uh n e u r o.com uber neuro.com and we're on all the social channels at uber neuro do get in touch. We want to know who else we should interview. We want to hear your thoughts about neurodiversity. Has it affected you? Has it affected someone you know? Share this. Make sure that anyone who has a neurodiversity gets to hear about this podcast because it's going to help them live a better life. 
Darren, once again, thank you so much, my friend. I look forward to seeing you in the boardroom at some point. Um, um, thank you so much once again. And to everybody else, thank you for listening. And uh, we will uh, look forward to the next uh, episode coming very soon.